Welcome to GYN Corner with Dr. McDaniel, all things health-related for women. Good Monday morning. This is Dr. McDaniel, GYN Corner. Uh, let's see. I decided to stop doing Sundays because Sundays kind of get away from me so fast. I'm doing them in the evening and uh, yesterday didn't work out at all for me. So I've decided to do every day except Sundays now. Maybe I'll do like a random Sunday if I get really inspired early in the morning. But um, I spoke last week, end of last week, Friday and Saturday, I believe, on cystitis, which is the medical term for bladder infection. So I'll try to conclude that this morning. We're getting off to late start. We start early on Mondays and um, we start at nine today. So I'm trying to, to squeeze this in before the first patient's ready. I hear them in the front, but we'll see if I can squeeze it in or not. Uh, so cystitis is a medical term for bladder infection. It's actually a inflammation of the bladder, but bacterial infections cause inflammatory changes and inflammatory symptoms. Uh, most people use the term UTI, but UTI is actually a generic or general term for an infection anywhere in the urinary system. Could be kidneys, could be bladder, ureter, doesn't matter. So it's not specific, it's very general. Um, if someone has a cystitis or bladder infection, they will usually have signs or symptoms of it. And those signs or symptoms are signs and symptoms of inflammatory changes. Inflammation of the bladder or the urinary system causes the muscles of the bladder and sometimes the pelvic floor muscles to spasm and contract wantonly. And that's where all of the signs and symptoms come from. So most commonly, the signs and symptoms will be uh, frequent need to urinate or being awakened at night with the feeling that your bladder is full when it's not really full, feeling like your bladder is full throughout the day, every 10, 15, 20 minutes, and it's not full, uh, discomfort, constant discomfort, pressure, pain in the lower abdominal or lower back. Uh, along with pain, pressure, discomfort. When you urinate, after urinate, feeling that the bladder is difficult for the urine to start flowing and it's difficult for it to keep flowing while you're urinating and that there's still always a little bit of urine in the bladder. Blood in the urine. Um, and then as it ascends or worsens, it can be nausea, vomiting, fever, chills. <coughs> Sorry. So those are the most common and frequent symptoms of um, bladder infection or inflammation of the urinary system. Most people have bacteria uh, contaminating the urinary tract, the urethra and the bladder throughout the day. But if we stay well hydrated, drink lots of fluids, don't hold our urine, urinate when we feel the need, it will wash out the bacteria and it won't have a chance to build up cause an infection. If you don't follow all of those rules, then it can cause an infection. And if you've had bladder infections in the past, it makes it easier to get bladder infections in the future because of microscopic inflammatory changes and scarring. Uh, there are ways to help prevent or to decrease the frequency of uh, bladder infection or cystitis. The most frequent is, as I stated, just staying well hydrated, not holding your urine. 
In addition to that, a lot of um, the research supports, it's not 100% uh, or unequivocal, but it supports creating a hostile environment for bacteria to grow. So bacteria likes an alkaline or a high pH grows well under those conditions. If you create a more acidic or low pH environment in the bladder, that will decrease the capability or the propensity for the bacteria to build up and to cause symptoms and, and create an infection. The most frequently used method is to take uh, cranberry tablets to drink. Either cranberry tablets from the health food store or just drink pure 100% cranberry juice. Some people will also uh, take grapefruit juice because that's acidic. Orange juice, for whatever reason, is not acidic enough, but cranberry and grapefruit are the most frequent. Uh, another method is to take D-mannose. They sell that at all of the health food stores also. It's a way to really just flush the system as well as possible. And then, of course, if you're doing any activities that increase uh, friction, any kind of exercise, exercise, jogging, running, uh, swimming, um, intercourse, um, those tight underwear, thong underwear, jeans, those are all activities that increase friction and increase bacteria in the urethra, urethra and subsequently the urinary system. So if you avoid those activities, drink lots of fluids, don't hold your urine, try to create a hostile environment with cranberry juice, cranberry tablets, or grapefruit juice, and then um, the D-mannose, those are all tried and true proven methods and mechanisms that will decrease the frequency, prevent, or naturally clear up quite quickly uh, bladder infection cystitis. Now, if someone has a bladder infection cystitis, maybe they don't recognize the symptoms, or maybe they don't have many of the usual um, symptoms, it, if it sits long enough, it will ascend or climb up into the kidney, and that will um, usually cause upper back pain, worsening of all the prior mentioned symptoms, fever, chills, nausea, and vomiting. Bladder infection or cystitis can be treated with oral antibiotics. Kidney infection will most commonly need to be treated with IV antibiotics until the fever is down, the person is able to take by mouth uh, oral antibiotics. Most bladder infections are treated with uh, a macrolide, so macrobid, macrodantin, nitrofurantoin, or penicillin-based uh, antibiotic, augmentin, Amoxicillin clavulonic, amoxicillin clavulonic acid, um, or a sulfur drug, Bactrim, trimethoprim, sulfamethoxazole, double strength. Those are the most commonly used for in the United States for um, what we call community-acquired bladder infections or cystitis, and those are usually twice a day for five to seven days. Ciprofloxacin has been. Um, um, used in the past for run-of-the-mill bladder infections by a lot of emergency room and urgent care physicians because it covers a very, very wide spectrum of bacteria, but the uh, Centers for Disease Control has been requesting that physicians not prescribe ciprofloxacin or cipro for a run-of-the-mill bladder infection. They've been requesting that that not be done for at least a solid 10 years because it will start to have resistances to it, and I have seen a couple of patients already with ciprofloxacin or cipro-resistant bladder infections, cystitis, UTIs.
So if you see a physician, especially urgent care and ER, I don't know what's going on, and they give you Cipro, please refuse it and ask for something more narrow, more specific. We're going to get resistances to Cipro, and that's a big problem. Um, we can't afford to have bladder infections or cystitis or UTI that don't respond to any antibiotics. And I have seen a handful of patients where their infection is resistant to everything. If someone does have signs or symptoms of an infection, they should always get a urine culture obtained to check to see what strain of bacteria is causing infection, what it's susceptible to or sensitive to, and if it's from chlamydia or gonorrhea. Those, that's the purpose of the urinary culture, urine culture with sensitivities, and it's very important. You should not accept, um, thanks, you should not accept, um, a, um, some of the staff coming to give me a patient. Uh, you should not accept a prescription from someone without um, a urine culture being done because if you feel like the antibiotic doesn't work, now you're stuck because you don't have the cultures to confirm that it did or did not work. A lot of times people, I should say women because I deal with women all the time, women will have symptoms that persist past the treatment but those symptoms are due to the inflammatory response, not the actual infection anymore. So oftentimes I get patients who come in, their infection's been treated, but the symptoms linger for a few days after the treatment's completed. That's not common, but it can and does happen. The only way we know to confirm that they were adequately treated is because they have the culture on. <coughs> Sorry, the Coltron file that confirms they were appropriately treated. And in that scenario, I tell them to continue drinking lots of fluids, give their body time to wind down and to settle down from the severe inflammatory response they had that caused their symptoms. The answer is not to give them more antibiotics because now you're treating nothing. Now, in most cases, the symptoms will decrease significantly within 24 to 36 hours. But if they don't, you have the cultures on hand to confirm whether or not the treatment will be successful at the end of its course. I'm going to stop right there because we're starting off as hours today. Uh, this is Dr. McDaniel at GYN Corner. I hope the information I've provided on cystitis has been helpful. Uh, please check out the YouTube channel. It's also called GYN Corner. And um, you can check out our website. It's midtowngyn.com. We're here in Midtown Manhattan. So if you're in the tri-state area, drop on by. We have office hours. Monday through Friday and we have walk-in hours you don't need an appointment just call the office for the walk-in hours if you have something urgent thanks again have a great rest of your Monday be back tomorrow thank you for joining Dr. McDaniel at GYN Corner all things health related for women please subscribe and join us again soon for another episode of